0: On this episode, we discuss the Lazarus Effect.
1: Spoiler alert, the Lazarus Effect is mainly putting us to sleep. I'm Dan McCoy. Ugh, I'm Stuart Wellington. And having just brought Stuart back from the dead, apparently, I'm Dr. Elliot Kalen.
2: And I'm Hallie Haglund.
1: What? Y'all. The- I like that a cowgirl just walked
2: <laughs> hey, in. Hey, y'all. <laughs> are we ready to have some fun? <laughs> Great. I'll get you some pecan pie.
1: Classic well, well, cowgirl treat. Why are you pecan ser- pie. What are you serving us? I came from
2: the South. But now I live in the West.
3: <laughs> okay, her That's character right. work checks out.
1: <laughs> this is a very elaborate backstory.
0: As has become a Flophouse tradition, uh, we're joined for the Shocktober episode by Hallie Hagland. And I think that all of our audience... Star of the show. Mm-hmm. Our entire audience right now is wondering one burning question, which is... Have you seen a ghost?
1: <laughs> yeah, this is available. every Halloween no, we gotta her. check
0: in.
2: Well, I work with you every day, Dan. So
1: no. No. Oh. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you got know. burnt. I'd say you got burnt, but you're a really ghost, sure so far it can affect you. Like, <laughs> damn. Uh, <laughs>
2: not, really. uh, not officially. Stay down, no, Dan. No. Stay down. I haven't. Okay. But I have really appreciated all the Twitter messages. Uh, people have, have uh, been thinking of me this over, Halloween wait, season.
3: Over there is that Bradley Cooper star of the movie, Dan Got Burnt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that was. A I got there eventually. Okay. Oh, you guys. I'm sorry, guys. Did you guys walk ever walk the watch Burns? We, we didn't even get did to did the part. Oh,
2: good, because that was like such a good movie.
3: <laughs> yeah. Serious.
2: Uh, um, Remember when he walks into the room and he tastes her sauce and he's like, "This is what you're missing." Blah 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 blah. And everyone was like, "I'm in love with him."
3: Mm-hmm. Wait. <laughs> I like the part where he kind of flirted with her daughter.
2: <laughs> oh, we, I like wait. the part where she oh, was oh, like, God. I brought my daughter here because it's uh, her birthday. And then he's like, the thing she would really want to spend her birthday doing is hanging out with me, an <laughs> asshole.
3: <laughs> so, Dan, did we watch Burnt? Oh, no. Well, so Normally what we on this just- podcast, we watch
1: the movie Burnt and talk about it. <laughs> it's <just laughs> it's in our Burnt The Burnt house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've seen Burnt 50 times now, and let me tell you.
2: Oh, but you haven't watched it for this show?
1: No, we did watch it for the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we just watched it 50 times for fun. Oh. Yeah, just to see if we could. We were being interrogated <laughs> by the police. They're trying to break our wills. Okay, Oh, okay. That's got, that's, a, uh, got a movie to show you guys. Oh, I just hope it's not Burnt. That's what I've they do in it. Guantanamo. Good news, it's Burnt. Oh, <laughs> just
2: man. keep playing
0: Burnt over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, we watched. Now that's what
2: I call a filmist fire.
1: A what? A what? (laughs) What? It's
2: it's films and it's a fire and it's burnt. A film. Oh, a film. Is fire.
1: Uh huh. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's
2: I edit this so, out. get it as little now as <laughs> I right. did before. It slower. No, wait, it's, <laughs> like a, it's like
3: forest fire, I think.
2: Exactly. But instead
3: of uh, oh, I a, get it. a bunch of trees,
1: it's a bunch of, I guess, rolls of film that catch on fire. <laughs> I see. My mistake was in assuming that the words sounded the same in, the, in your play on words. It's close enough. When in fact, you were choosing two words that don't sound the same
2: filmist and forest?
1: Well, one, filmist is not a word. <laughs> it's not even a word for someone who makes films. That would be filmmaker. All right. <laughs> not even someone who watches films. That would be a cineast. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, in, let's move on. You
1: guy's are a real cine asshole, am I right? Whew. Now that's that a play sound... on
2: words, boo, Hallie. Boo, boo. How's the cold sting of rejection feel?
1: <laughs> I thought Dan was supposed to say boo because he's a ghost. High five, Hallie. Oh. I still don't understand how that's an insult. Anyway, let's move along. I no still don't understand any. how that's an insult. What you think it's good to be a ghost? Yeah, yeah. What does it mean? Because your you're coal.
2: dead inside. The implication is you're dead inside.
1: Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: How often do you run into a fucking ghost at the last like you and you're like, and you're like "Hey, ghost, how, like, how you doing?
1: Oh, great. Come on, doing that's great. not true. <laughs> let's go to our factory. If checkers. anything,
0: I feel far too deeply, and I'm always sad. How
1: about that? Yeah, Dan, your Don't. heart's an open wound. We get it. Let's move on. So, what do we do on this podcast other than banter? Uh, well, Bruce banter, we, or the Incredible Hulk. Mostly we do that. <laughs> the Incredible Talk.
0: Um, this is a podcast where Sounds we watch like a bad a movie. Film
1: is fire to me,
0: and then we talk about it.
1: So, Dan, do we watch, and it's October, which means we watch oh, horror movies. it's
0: the ghouliest time of the year. But we didn't watch <laughs> ghoulies. With the ghosts and the goblins and the goblins <laughs> and the goblins. So
1: you're now some kind of Halloween Bill Cosby? Yeah. <laughs> the goblins and the goblins and the ghosts and the ghoulies. Weirdly enough, less scary than normal Bill Cosby. <laughs> That's a good point. Bill Ghostby is much less scary. Star of Ghost Dad for yeah, real. Yeah,
2: seriously. So
1: uh. was he really a ghost in that He's really know. a dad, <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's fifty percent accurate. It's just a movie about an absentee father. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never knew my dad. He was like a ghost, ghost dad, but alive. Sad, uh, sad dad. <laughs> as
0: is most things about Bill
1: Cosby. Anyway. Go on. Yeah, Bill Scusby. So, Dan, what movie do we watch seeing as it's the scariest time of the year? Shocked. Oh. Well, they can just check their podcast
3: players to find out that information. Or you could tell them.
0: We watched The Lazarus Effect, which we also mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. So this okay. is
3: oh. the third time
0: most people oh. are getting that information. Spooky. Back from
3: the dead. The Lazarus, <laughs> the Lazarus
0: Effect. Now, this movie was directed... It's about people who go to the store... Lazarus. <laughs> what store is that? There's a store Lazarus.
3: What, what store? kind of store is what that? What do they sell Damn, there?
0: I don't know. My grandfather worked at it. It was a <laughs> <what? laughs> clothing store. What was he like a folder? Did
1: he fold the clothes? That, was he like a hanger organizer? Every
0: year we got we got clothes from that. That was our So Christmas what kind of present. clothes? Was it just all underpants or
3: were they like burial shrouds?
0: <laughs> no, it was like we get sweaters and shit.
1: From Lazarus? Yeah, now, Dan, what I liked is that you delivered that as if Lazarus was a famous chain of stores. Maybe yeah. it is a chain. As far as I know, it exists only in, what, Illinois? Uh, I don't know. Now I want to look it up. My phone is over there, so I won't. <laughs> For the, to, so, the, so the listening audience, when he said over there, I didn't know what he meant either. He didn't point or anything. <laughs> it was across the room. Uh, so yeah, I look it up. Lazarus it. store. The Lazarus Effect <laughs> is directed by David Gelb, who also directed... Hero Dreams of Sushi. Uh uh, Uh, Uh-huh. And
2: there was sushi in this movie.
1: Oh, A tip of the hat. (laughs) (laughs) He likes to have a reference to his previous film in all of his movies. You gotta hang a lampshade on it, right, guys? (laughs) Now, unlike that movie, which is a documentary about an obsessive sushi chef, this is a horror movie about Flatliners, the movie, being Mm -hmm. redone, essentially, as a new movie. Was that,
2: was it like an open, like... Were they acknowledging that, like, we're redoing this, or
1: no? That I don't ever think so. To? I don't think it's, I don't think I, that anyone went out of their way to make a connection with flatliners. Although, flatliners is a little different, in yeah. That. The
3: movie poster didn't say it's ever, like
1: flatliners,
0: guys. <laughs> <laughs> <Finally> <laughs> a fl- Remember, flatliners?
1: <laughs> this is that. <laughs> Finally, flatliners from my generation. This isn't your daddy's flatliners.
0: Cause it's now. Yeah, because your daddy's Flatliners is called Flatliners. Because
1: yeah. your daddy was Kiefer Sutherland.
2: Lazarus merged with Macy's.
0: Oh, okay. But it oh, used to be okay. a
2: department store in the Midwest. It went defunct in 2005. Mm. 1851
1: to 2005. It's a yeah. solid maybe, run. Maybe someday it will rise from the dead. Some kind of Lazarus effect. Maybe they'll inject it with a bunch of milky formula.
0: I mean, it's only now that I realize how weird that was as a name for a clothing store. Yeah. I just the, accepted it as a child. Here's,
1: here's my guess, and this may be crazy. The guy who founded it, his last name was probably Lazarus. <laughs> oh, okay. And therein lies a tale. <laughs> you see... He was had a name. Mm-hmm. Let's call him John Lazarus. Yeah, yeah. And he had a dream: a store where young comedians' grandfathers could work <laughs> Holding clothes and getting sweaters to give to their grandchildren for Christmas. And he made that dream possible with a with a store he called Grandfather Clothes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that closed. People did not want to go to a store only staffed by grandfathers, <laughs> especially because it sold clothes for grandfathers. I don't want to give this to my kid for Christmas. It's for a mm. grandfather. And my son, my this kid's This is an oversized
0: cardigan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the service was so slow.
1: It was very slow. And so he created Lazarus, a chain store in which grandfathers could work or they'd have regular age people working. Either way could work.
2: You know what they should have called it?
1: What's that, Hallie?
2: The Snazarus store
1: <laughs> it was snazzy <laughs> yeah. and it yeah, was a after, store. after the popular dinosaur snazarus <laughs>
2: <laughs> so the, the la- best dressed dinosaur
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the Lazarus Effect is a movie that we watched should we talk about it's got a big star-studded cast there's uh-huh. Olivia uh-huh. Wilde Mark uh-huh. Duplass Donald Glover, Quicksilver from the X-Men movies. Ray
3: Wise. Ray Wise is a good
1: guy. It, nope, in <laughs> one scene, Ray Wise play a character you're sure is going to come back later. He does not.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh Just like Charles Dance in the last movie we watched. Yeah,
1: it almost was like Ray Wise had a doctor's appointment in the building where they were shooting the movie. And they're like, hey, could you... The guy who's supposed to play this part didn't show up. Can you just do it? Sure. I mean, my appointment's not for another 40 minutes. I show up early to read the magazines. I'm that kind of guy. Anyway, let me put down this issue of golf enthusiast and help you Mm -hmm. out with your move-eye. Yeah, Hallie?
2: I feel like it's like these... Like, the people involved in the movie are like, oh, my God, I love Twin Peaks so much. Oh, my God, that would be so awesome if we could get him. And they're like, uh, all we have is this one part. And they're like, well, let's just ask. And then he's like, yeah, I'm not doing anything.
1: He's, he's like, like uh, you're going to pay me in money, right? <laughs> he's like, I don't have to work because I'm the heir of the wise potato chip fortune. So I'll, I'll take whatever that job. True? No, I don't think so. Well, Maybe. See, yes, I do the know.
2: heir of... Wisdom? He's, yeah,
1: he's the, right. his, the idea of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his grandfather invented that. Yeah, his great yeah, grandfather. Yeah, because you're not
2: worked. making very much money off a of bat these days. Am mm-hmm. I right, Topical people?
1: Things. Politics. Topical. Politics, <laughs>
2: Politics and elections. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that Halle can just turn on that voice whenever necessary. It's like she suddenly <laughs> aged like 20 years in front of my very eyes. <laughs> I feel so scolded when she looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, the Lazarus effect.
3: So Ray Wise, uh, I'm assuming was named something like Lewis Cipher or some shit. Yeah, and they yeah. were planning on having him show up at the end, or like like Dennis
1: Evil or something. And <laughs> yeah. they're like, no, d- but just say his first initial, Stan Aiton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, because because he I mean he did play the devil on that one show, right? Yeah, uh, Lucifer. Wait, Lucifer. No, the oh, show about with
0: yeah the, the one with the kid
1: who's the kid who's the from kid hell or of the something. devil. Yeah. And
0: had that guy on it who's like a low-rent, like Jack Black kind of guy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Jack off Black. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: Jack Black is a huge fan of it. this show. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I probably
3: know what you're talking punching about. up some
1: jokes. Yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about Taking this out movie. the wardrobe. Why are you looking at me
3: like that, dude? I don't know.
1: <laughs> Guys... At some point, we're going to have to stop beating around the bush and talk about this by the numbers boring movie. So that we the movie watched. begins
3: found footage style. And at that it. point, you're like,
1: this is going to be good. Because <laughs> I you're love like, found this footage. whole
3: thing's going to be found footage. And it's a close up on the face of a dead pig. <laughs> and we're like, uh oh. So the movie's really welcoming you into <sighs> its heart. And then uh, you hear a bunch of people jibber jabbering about some kind of monster magic they're casting. They're talking about like how <laughs> they're talking about it's how many like experiment. how much ambergris they're squirting all over it. <laughs> right? How how's the amygdala doing? Yeah. All that garbage. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden they hit it with some juice, and they're like, "Our magic spell didn't work." And then the pig starts going crazy for a second, and then it stops.
1: He goes hog wild, and then mm-hmm. stops. Title comes up: the Lazarus effect, and we see the graphics. The whole t- credit sequence, and then we start up. It And seems- the
3: credit sequence looks like the credit sequence of a very upscale HBO TV show. Yeah,
1: it does. <laughs> yeah. does. The problem I mean, is yeah. they blew mm-hmm.
2: the budget on the credit sequence. It doesn't look
1: that different from the Hannibal credit sequence, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Except one of them is making me very excited about
3: this weird program I'm about to watch. Yeah, The other uh, is just like... Stalling for time. Uh, I'm well, going to watch something that just that's shows make me that me maybe
2: sad. you should have checked your preconceived notions at the door. Because oh. you were already going into this with a bad attitude.
1: <sighs> Sorry, Harold. No, but he's a he's, a, he's rude dude and he's full of bad attitude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guys, I don't feel very well. I think I'm coming down with something. <laughs> don't juice me up full of white stuff, please. Mm-hmm. uh Oh no. So. Uh, Olivia Wilde and Mark Duplass are engaged scientists. They've been so busy with this project they haven't gotten married yet, and they are trying to bring things back to life using some kind of white in zero. the bedroom.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Mark Duplass is having no problem getting excited there, but yeah. Olivia Wilde for some reason is just like not feeling it. I don't know. Uh,
2: wow, that was not actually what we saw in the movie. You know, remember, if anything, it's the other she's way like, "Come to bed."
1: And he's like, sorry, I'm looking at this dog we brought back to life. (laughs) Sorry, I'm mumbling somewhere. (laughs) I'm busy coring my mumble. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So they are scientists who have a serum that they think can bring back the dead. Or at least... (laughs) It started as a project to repair brain cells in coma patients, mm. but now they've got some sort of dead rising back thing. Donald Glover works for them, and so does Quicksilver from the X-Men movies. Uh-huh. And a young lady is the documentarian who's going to shoot DV cam video of the whole thing so that I get for their DVD extras that they on the DVD, hand the hand of people they bring back from the dead. And the thing is, she's like the match tossed <laughs> into this powder keg, because as soon as she
3: arrives, shit starts hitting the fan. Sort of. Yeah, kind of. The
2: (laughs) thing I don't get is if they were like doing something that was against what they were supposed to be doing, why did they hire someone to be their documentarian?
1: Hmm. Well, you raise an interesting question. (laughs) Who hired her? Did they
3: hire her or did she just show up and they're like, (laughs) Okay, I guess we gotta let you do it? What like a
1: like a Harriet the Spy type?
3: is that what Harriet the Spy does? She yeah. just shows up and like puts a fucking bandana on, shows her mentos, and people are like, Okay, I guess she's a documentarian, <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. She's a mentos. She does. <laughs> she sings so a song. That's every spy, that's how they get in situations. James James Bond's like, Oh, I gotta sneak in. Mentos.
2: Wait, you guys, that girl who played the documentarian was one of the two little sisters in In America.
3: Oh, oh. my god. Okay. Yeah. So her career's moving up.
0: I feel really Oh, I now. loved
2: that movie. That was such a good movie. Yeah. No, it was great. Yeah. Okay, th- while well, she's grown up. The she's all grown up, honey. <laughs>
0: that was the first, uh, <laughs> when I came to New York, that was the first like screening I ever went to, like a free screening. Like, you know.
1: Yeah, no, I, I get it. I, no, mine was Sleepy Hollow. Really? Yeah.
3: My first screening was uh when I was a kid. My older cousin uh managed a movie theater and I saw an early screening of PCU. Mm. Yeah, baby, that's what college really was all stuck gonna, gonna be
0: about. Politically correct culture that
3: movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, finally.
0: Anywho, Just so. like Donald Trump is sticking into politically correct culture right now. Mm. Everyone go out there and vote Trump this November. <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm more
1: irritated not because it's a political message I disagree with, but because when people listen to this episode in four weeks, it's going to be outdated. It's not even like it's going to be out of date in a couple years. In like a month it's going to be out of date. Look, it's I just want to be... make
0: America great again, Elliot, and uh, you're standing in my way, and you're standing in America's way.
2: This is going to be an artifact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're going to put this in a museum. They're
0: going to put it on a gold record and shoot it into space.
1: (laughs) Yeah, to get it out of here. (laughs) Shoot it into the sun. Anyway, so they bring a dog back to life. They name the dog Rocky, mm-hmm. and the dog just becomes that lab they just mascot. just let that dog hang out, which is crazy, man. That dog came from the other side. Now, this dog now has a bad attitude, and mm-hmm. it's implied... Like Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> no, bad adi- no, Spuds McKenzie <laughs> had a great attitude. He was the original party animal. Yeah. He wore a Hawaiian we shirt. We all live in a shadow. Sunglasses, he surfed, and he eventually <laughs> died of ideas. cirrhosis. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> a dog liver cannot handle a lot of beer. Turner and Hooch lied to us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, getting back to this dog, though. Wait,
3: didn't Hooch die in that movie? Yeah, yeah he got a shot, shot at the end. Yeah, but was i not mean, natural cause. But I bet, like, a week later he would have died from having <laughs> all that booze in his system. Yeah, his name is Hooch. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, Elliot.
1: Remember that what song? What did I do? <clears throat> I didn't make Turner and Hooch. Wait, remember what, what song? That they wrote about him? Yeah. It's Hooch. No. It's Hooch. No. Everybody, Turner and Hooch. No. He is. It name's like Hooch. I Turner got, got the dog no, named Hooch. Everybody Hooch. Everybody, Hooch. Everybody, Hooch. Everybody, Hooch. Everybody, Hooch. Yeah, that was it? Yeah,
2: that was it. Well, I guess no, I right.
1: want to know what Howie's what's song What's the song? What's the song?
2: It was it's, the song that was like, I got the Hooch. Baby,
3: <laughs>
2: I got the only sweetest dog in the world.
3: Uh, I what I liked was
1: the confidence that you sang that song. <laughs> You gotta, if you wanna hey, here's the deal, Allie. If you want
2: it's not that it, I know how to sell it. It's just that it had been a little far
1: removed, Elliot. Because you like, offered I've been your own Oh my hooch exactly. parody song. What better time to serve up another hooch parody song? <laughs> so where were like we? Like this. Hooch hooch, hooch 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 hooch. This movie's called Turner and Hooch. Makes so, me wanna hooch.
3: So there's a scene where <laughs> Olivia
1: Wilde is
2: How this, does it hooch? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where have all the hooches gone? That do not impress a me, hooch. <laughs> I'm a hooch. I'm... <laughs> Looks like we made hooch. Look how far we've come, my turner.
0: That's why they call it the hooch. <laughs>
1: He's got Hoop Dreams. <laughs> I just wrote a theme song for a movie that doesn't have a theme song, and then I've turned it into a Hoop song. That movie is Hoop Dreams.
2: <laughs> mm. Okay, so what was happening
1: in the movie? Oh, so they brought a dog back to life, but this dog is crazy mad and crazy strong, and the serum, which is supposed to fade away from his body, is not fading away. And everyone's like, what's the deal with this dog? He just used his magic powers to eat our pizza. Then they kind of forget about <laughs> the dog for a little bit. Uh, they get Their funding gets pulled by the university because. What they're doing is against the laws of God and not what they were supposed to be doing. And the
2: university is, like, funded by a lot of Catholics. That's what they say. She
1: says 83% of our student body uh, identifies as religious. If you put donors in, that's up to 90%. And it's like, this is not— It's a weird way It's a weird thing to bring up. Uh, And also the fact that if they really brought a dog back to life, this would be the most famous college in the world. And it would be yeah. huge publicity for this college. Oh, our lab brought the dead back to life. This is literally the biggest scientific breakthrough. God allowed us to bring this history. dog back to life. Yeah. if God didn't want it, he turned Olivia Wilde into some kind of weird demon lady that kills all of us. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh at the same time, Check however, <laughs> they lose control of the project because the company that gave them the grant becomes purchased by another company called like. Cryoloss or something. Mm -hmm. Like, it's got an evil-sounding name. And Ray Wise steps in, takes all their stuff, and then tangos his way out and does not appear (laughs) for the rest of the film.
2: But also, there's supposed to be someone that's, like, weirdly sinister within the group because, because the woman who cuts them off from the grandness, like, I saw... Like we know that you were testing on Anonymous animals, so he's like, how could you something. know that? But but it's never clarified.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's suggesting are. that somebody's been informing on them, and the woman who the what the head of the university is like, uh, no, uh, but she doesn't seem very
0: uh, very and sure of herself. Yeah, but Unless, none
2: of the core group. Ever seems to be guilty. No. Yeah, Can't unless we, we weren't of.
0: paying attention, which is really it's possible. possible. It's not but possible we were...
2: for me. Totally absorbed. Uh, no. Let's but set up. But it the was car-
0: never. It was never uh, definitively uh, resolved. There was a scene later on where they're like, "Someone's been watching us through the computer," but they don't know who it was. I think it was it's never Ray supposed wise. to be that that
1: important a thing. I guess Ray Wise. Yeah. With the eye on the it's on the wise the potato viewer. chips. Yeah. Because he's like an owl. Just oh, like yeah, the, yeah.
3: No, I think Hallie's right. It,
1: it's supposed to it's be us. like a mirror.
3: It's like funny games where you're supposed to feel shitty for watching this movie. Oh, we're like Sucker Punch.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. So let's set up these characters a little bit. So, Mark Duplass and Olivia Wilde, there's Trouble in Paradise. She is very mm-hmm. religious. He's an atheist. She Not thinks— She's
2: very religious. Well, She's just more religious
1: than an atheist. Well, but she believes in heaven and wears a cross around her neck, and in movie shorts. She doesn't, like, that read Bible
3: passages in, like, a crazy voice and uh, use it as a means to assassinate people.
1: No, that's a good point. That's true. Uh, so, okay, she is regular-level religious. Mark Place is an atheist. So they've got a little bit of tension. Donald Glover has a crush on Olivia Wilde. Which is not a in, huge surprise. That makes sense. In a, I'm surprised mm-hmm. any of the guys there don't have a crush on her. But inappropriate because that's his su- immediate superior. You know. Well, no, but they like grew engaged. up together, right? How did they possibly grow up together? Remember
2: when she was like, when we were 22, you used to always say this to me.
1: <clears throat> they're supposed
3: to,
2: to be
1: 23 they're... in the movie. <laughs> really?
2: <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it seemed like they were supposed to have known each other a long. Time. I think they
1: were supposed to have known each other for a while. But uh,
2: that's how she knew what sushi she liked.
1: Donald Glover makes a pretty fumbly kind of pass, implicate, like kind of implying that she should leave her fiance. Mm -hmm. And then from that point on, he is like, I screwed up. I got to backtrack. I can't do this again. And the whole idea of them being in a, him being, having a crush on hers kind of doesn't really factor in after that. Doesn't matter. They get their funding cut. Ray wise comes in and steals their junk and they're like, Hey. she's their junk. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just just. just chopped. That, that explains why there's trouble in paradise between <laughs> yeah. uh, Duplass he's, and he's the other. He's one of those Nigerian penis wizards who steals yeah. people's <laughs> penises with magic.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I should not joke about it. Like, people get killed because they're accused of wizardry yeah. in certain countries. That was, country? The United from- States of America. The year was 16-something or other. You ever fall from one of those Nigerian penis scams? <laughs> yeah, well, they told me I had a million penises in a bank account oh, waiting that's... for me, and they just needed my penis length. Yeah. So I sent it in. Next no, thing no, I know, it... they're using my well, penis. What fucking bank was it, Gringotts? <laughs> yeah, that's
3: right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the bank from Harry Potter? <laughs> Not familiar with that bank. It's staffed by gremlins, dude. Uh, the one Harry Potter movie I yes, saw, so it was pretty clear they were supposed to be Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little offensive. Not uh, just like uh, what's his name from Star Wars? Watto. Yeah. Watto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Because all Jewish people
3: can fly because of small wings and gas bladders?
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah and that also old chestnut. And he's wearing like a weird little cap. <laughs> it's a big stereotype that Jews bet on pod races. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they bet the they bet the freedom of their slaves on the outcome the of Jedi pod races. And the Jedi mind tricks don't work on them. <laughs> <laughs> now here's the thing. They decide to sneak into the lab. They still got some of the serum, where they're going to videotape themselves bringing another animal back to life Mm -hmm. so that they can get the credit and the proof, and I guess upload it to YouTube or something, or like World. I don't know, wherever you put videos these days. Unfortunately, something goes wrong. They sneak in, it's totally fine, they blank out the security cameras and, I guess, play a music video like in Toys mm-hmm. so that the security guys think they're watching <laughs> MTV. I don't know why their TV would get MTV at the security yeah. desk, but they needed a musical number in Toys. i Am not. Am I going to question Barry Levinson? No, it wasn't Barry Levinson. It was, it uh, was Barry Levinson. It was Barry Levinson. I'm yeah. not going to question Barry Levinson. The guy, you know, he, he, you just he, made, he cut you his said, teeth as a cinematographer it and Barry. then I'm not thinking of Barry Sonnenfeld. Yeah.
0: He made Diner, a movie that's overrated. Ow. Wow! Okay. I just said I wouldn't
1: question him, and Dan just decided to wow. jump at him. It's all right.
0: So
3: we we get a real great caper sequence where they're sneaking into the lab yeah. and tricking this poor security yeah. guard who's probably just like, you know, just count down the hours. Before he can go home to his family and he take care of his care. kids He's and make like,
1: oatmeal and whatever, ugh, what's gonna happen? Michael Moore gonna come in and try to bust into our university and talk to the dean <laughs> mm-hmm. with a camera? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. This is just my job, okay? I get paid minimum wage. Now you're bugging me. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, you should be on my side. But no. And anyway, so they are gonna bring back some animal. Unfortunately, Olivia Wilde. They do not- bring back an animal, mm-hmm. a <laughs> wild animal. <laughs> yeah. Continue with your, your synopsis, <laughs> Elliot. So, and they, they're going to ring back a pig, right? <clears throat> no, it's another dog. Right, and yeah. they, unfortunately, Olivia Wilde flips the switch for the electricity and gets electrocuted. Bump, bump, bum.
2: Because she forgets, she takes off all her jewelry, but she forgets to mm. take off her engagement ring. And basically, Mark Duplass has been like holding her in this holding pattern of like, sure, we're going to get engaged, gives her the ring, and then never... They've been like engaged for like three years. It's the
1: classic guys and dolls scenario. Right. It's our 15th anniversary.
2: Oh, really? Yeah, we've been engaged for 15
1: years. So you see,
2: it's poignant that she would forget to take off her engagement ring.
1: She's forgotten.
2: Which maybe he never planned to honor. And yeah, we were- I don't understand
0: why her engagement ring would conduct electricity any better than just her hands. Her. Yeah.
2: Because metal.
0: But her bare hand is touching the thing.
3: It's not like her bare hand is made out of rubber. Yeah.
0: Her, yeah. Her, her, her hand, like, yeah, it would have conducted electricity, too. Like, as long as she was grounded, it would have been the same thing.
1: Oh, she's not grounded. She's a Hollywood star. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Let me take that back. It. Yeah, And Olivia Wilde is very grounded, even though she's a Hollywood star. Okay, she's just like you or me. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, that was better. She I didn't mean to like get dispersions She on it. seems like a sweetheart. America, sweetheart.
2: Uh, she's not listening, Dan. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> Dan, yeah, now she's Now, sing. Dan is grounded. Now you're supposed to sing. I'm just wild about Olivia. Mm. Uh. Like Michigan J. Frog, uh, your why, idol. Why are you pimping? You've me always patterned yourself after. That's right. <laughs> why what's the j stand for uh josiah (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah actually i don't know what it stands for jesus probably
0: (laughs) michigan jesus yeah it's a a whole it's a whole jesus analogy
1: because that's the that's the mystery of faith you can't prove it Mm -hmm. you can't show it to anybody else you just have to feel it when nobody else is around and jesus will sing like hello my baby hello my honey just to you because he's carrying you Mm-hmm. that's the W-C. <laughs> the WC the WC the water closet I mean now it's the CW so it's kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's, the that's the W V. On the frog no. is
0: just directing you to the bathroom no, that's no. the WC no, no
2: I honestly saying that because when I was in like eighth, like Sixth grade. My friends and <laughs> I Hallie just like, I'm years not that old. Old. had a joke <laughs> about... A
0: lemon never tells her It age. was
2: a joke that we changed that song because we were in a walking club. <laughs> so we used to uh-huh. sing
1: that Hallie, song. you were a wild kid. <laughs> <laughs> Man. And we were like, Lock Are you ready yours. to walk? Oh that's the double you see. Lock up your sons and <laughs> farm implements. Hallie's on the prowl.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I walked here, you didn't don't,
1: I? <laughs> you don't even want to know how you get jumped into the walking club. <laughs> um Olivia Wilde is dead. They they try a lot of a lot of things. Olivia to bring her Wilde her is in, dead <laughs> in the movie. Oh, thank they try God. a lot of things to bring her back. They stab her in the heart with adrenaline. Yep. They use the shock paddles. They rip her shirt open so everyone can see her bra.
2: They stick their dicks. <laughs>
1: no. Yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> this one to get a reaction from her. <laughs> no. You, uh, I didn't. Do, you better try. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's in the porn parody, the Lazarus erect. <laughs> so they can't, there's nothing they can do. But uh, somebody eventually hits on the idea. Oh, yeah, we have this bring people back to from the dead serum. Let's use that on her, and it works. Bum bum, bum bum. But it leaves her with two little, two, two little wound marks on the sides of her head. That they no, little. But binders. one
2: wound mark made sense because it was the place where they had stuck her. They with insert that the needle. needle
1: with the serum. Yeah. Wait, she had multiple no, wounds. No, she only had one. Yeah. It, well, it was on two different sides of her head, depending on depending the shot. Depending on the shot, Might yeah, have been a continuity sense. problem. Uh huh. And or then they put two.
3: a little band aid over to make sure her brains and all the juice don't leak out.
1: Mm-hmm. You don't want to lose the juice. That's the mm-hmm. best part. Mm-hmm. Keeps uh, the brain. Moist. So she wakes up. Oh, you she's like acting. Juice. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> remember that? The SNL sketch that never made any sense. Yeah, yeah sure. I remember
3: that one. Yeah. And uh, so she starts acting a little. Funky, funky.
1: (laughs) Dig a dig a bop. (laughs) She dig a dig a bops indeed. She finds that. uh, So they had a big debate earlier. When you die, your brain is flooded with. Your body is flooded with chemicals by your brain. Does Mm -hmm. it cause you to hallucinate that you're entering the afterlife? Or is it easing your soul into the afterlife? And she believes that she has been in hell. You see, she's had bad dreams about. Uh, room on fire and a little girl who can do nothing about it and dolls burning up because that's a spooky thing to see I guess it basically looks like she's <laughs> <laughs> dude if you saw dolls burning up you would be fucking no that's her memory
2: out. from when she was a child
1: I know but I'm gonna call this the are you are you afraid of the dark theorem which is what me and my brother and sister used to say about the show are you afraid of the dark mm-hmm. we'd say like well, it's not scary to watch, but if you were in that situation, it would be very scary. Sure. If I was in this, I situation. love this. This is like such a children's rationalization. <laughs> for like, oh, yeah.
0: no, we we have I to love, enjoy this yeah. somehow.
2: No, but it's so cute, like watching yeah. you in your siblings.
3: Yeah, like if you see like Let's a,
2: get them in here. If
3: you see a gorilla in <laughs> a movie, this you're is probably your like, life. you're hey, probably like, Stephanie, like, come out.
2: <laughs> Stephanie flew
3: here all the way from London. Amazing. I mean, it's like if you see a gorilla in a movie, you're like, "Oh, that gorilla's cute." But if you saw the gorilla in real life, you'd be like terrified of that oh, thing. Oh, that's hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, Isn't that interesting. Like, you know let's I mean. put a let's put a hat and coat on him and it go out to dinner. I know a great place that serves
1: bananas. What was the restaurant we talked about in Zookeeper? It was like T G I F F P, not N A. Like this. Thank goodness it's Friday for people, not apes, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway uh, they bring her back and she says I was in hell I spent years in my worst memory you know and I couldn't help them and they were burning and I mean this gets revealed at the end as if it's a surprise but when she was a girl she Mm -hmm. accidentally set a fire and and I guess her family died or somebody died accidentally on purpose her fault yeah it is her fault and now she's back, and she's got Lucy Akira powers, and she starts using them yeah. to kill people one by one for no well, discernible let's make this, reason. No, did no, Did we make this is. clear that,
0: like, the serum, like, activates extra parts of your brain? So yes. now she's got, like—
1: Now she has telekinetic, telekinetic powers, powers, but powers, but she's also and, a demon woman. And telepathic powers.
2: Yeah. No, and I think it is clear. Okay, so her— well, Lay it down for me. So she lives, she's a Catholic, and also she lives in constant guilt of this thing where she killed her whole family. And her power, so basically she's able to hear the thoughts of all other people. Mm -hmm. And so she winds up killing them when she hears that, like, they don't really love her.
1: Oh. Because
2: every time she kills someone, it's like, they're saying, this isn't really you. W- what's her name again?
3: Uh, Lester. Her Lester. name is Zoe, which, Zoe. which means life, right. by the way. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. And Mark Duplass' character is named Frank, like
1: Frankenstein. Yeah, oh And Donald movie. Glover's character is named Nico, like... Nico and the Velvet Underground. Yeah. And oh, and Quicksilver's character is named Clay, like the Clay of Life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a golem. What, yeah, you make a golem. Nico out of- probably means something about life in Greek or something. Mm-hmm. And Sarah Bulger, the videographer. I bet it means like her- new. It's like Wizard of Oz. Well, Ray Bulger. I mean, that's just her name. It's yeah, not exactly. It's it's not a that one doesn't have any hidden meaning to it. They just happen to be two people with the same <laughs> last name. Her character's name is Eva. <laughs> like Eve, or like the robot in Wall-E.
3: Oh yeah, there's a robot in Wall-E. <laughs> That's the twist. <laughs> so basically, she just <laughs> finds
1: is like, oh, he's a robot. So
3: at first, you're like, oh, maybe she's okay, and then pretty quick, you're like, oh no, she's not. She's gonna be almost as bad as that dog. Now, I was expecting that dog to do get into some real fucking shenanigans. Mm-hmm. I was, like ca- I was like, I was about to be like, I was about to be like. <laughs> Hey corn, step aside. There's a new freak on a leash. <laughs> it's
1: this dog. You are really the walks in the park along tonight. Uh, that the dog kind of disappears from the movie. Does she kill it? Yes, she does. That's right. The dog starts growling at her and she and you and she, she brain looks at kills it, it. And she then scans you hear it. and you know it's dead.
2: But but so she basically always kills people when she's like half aware. Because when it when she's first brought back to life, she's like half aware of her, like how wrong it was that she was brought back. Because yeah. she had mm-hmm. these initial suspicions with the dog. She was like, I don't think we should have brought him back.
1: Mm-hmm. Even we, though she like, then brings the dog into her apartment. We
2: ripped him back from heaven. All dogs go to heaven, yep. someone mm-hmm. mentioned. Do- that's mm-hmm. in the book of Bluth. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But so she's constantly, like, hearing the people's thoughts of, like, this isn't the real Zoe. I have to stab Zoe with this needle. Yeah. A- that happens with Donald Glover because she tries to kiss him and she knows that he's in love with her. But, mm-hmm. like, he's so weirded out because he knows it's not her, so he so won't kiss her. she
1: hurls him into a storage locker.
2: And crushes him to death. Until mm-hmm.
1: blood pours out the bottom. Yeah. Like well, he's a Capri son made out of blood. And as Hallie pointed out, I think while we were watching it, uh, aside from... Olivia Wilde, who dies and then comes back, Donald Glover is the first victim and is the only black character. So, like, they could have easily gone out of their way not to kill the black guy first. No, but, but there was that
3: there that character who vapes a lot.
1: Yeah, Quicksilver died after after vape him. a lot. He dies afterwards. Yeah,
3: yeah, but it like, was really important that they kept him around longer so he could be <laughs> so he could vape. <laughs> they do have, his
1: character arc need he need more time to develop that character arc. Elliot, their characteristics were like. Mark Duplass, doesn't really care about other people. Mm-hmm. Olivia Wilde, religious and nice. Donald Glover, black and has a crush on Olivia Wilde. Mm-hmm. Quicksilver, vapes. Mm-hmm. And videographer, girl. And that, those are their characters. Like,
2: I mean, that's your interpretation with your limited... Uh, yeah, from your, your position of, of privilege. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm indicting the filmmakers. I'm not saying these people are that way.
2: All right. I'm saying the
1: characters are.
2: Well, I saw a rich tapestry of human beings when I watched this
1: film. But, uh... It was a real humans of New York story. Uh, so she kills Vapo by making him choke on his vape e cigarette. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> and... like a weird public service announcement against Vapy. Uh,
0: yeah.
3: She's like, that's her first two kills are the most Freddy Krueger kills you can think of. <laughs> Except she doesn't have puns afterwards. I but mean, she does wink. She at vape winks guy. at him when he's dying, when yeah. he's choking on his fucking sick like, vape mod. Isn't
0: this ironic? He 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 he
2: he. That was cool.
3: Mm-hmm. You <laughs> this wish you could cool. kill people with your mind powers
2: with their vapes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Not really. You just
3: don't approve of their lifestyle.
2: No. You know what? God bless every vape. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, then Mark Duplass and the other girl, Eva the, are left, and he's like, I'm going to inject her with some kind of thing that stops this. But The best she, part is when they pull his vape pen out of his neck, and they're like, he joked
3: on his vape pen? Like, <laughs> no shit, dude. And we but just saw even it happen. I do not think he was
2: vaping when he was yelling <laughs> at Olivia
1: Wilde. <laughs> It takes them a long time to and this also they don't leave this the the basement laboratory they're in for almost the entire movie, and Olivia Wilde is just sitting there, does a crazy thing, and then goes back to sitting there. It takes them forever to realize something wrong is happening other than just like a bad sort of feeling, and it also takes her forever to like pull off her whatever plan she has, like there's no reason for her to wait to kill everybody. One at a time.
2: Because you don't understand. She's fighting. She's only killing because she's struggling with, like, human and But her when hellish she's not being. killing, she's
1: just sitting there glaring at everybody.
2: Yeah, but she's, like, trying to be human.
1: Oh, you think she's struggling with it.
2: Yeah, that's why she only kills when she realizes that like people think she's, end, like, she's too just far a total gone. Mo-
1: she's just a total maniac monster. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. like floating around. Going, no,
2: remember? Oh. She was almost brought back with Mark Duplass. And he was like, I love you, I love you. And she was like crying. And she said, do you really love me? And then she touched his head. And then she said she heard his thoughts.
1: And he was like, I never loved you.
2: He was like, I have to stab her. This isn't even her. Mm-hmm. fucking slut
1: she's, <laughs> no oil
2: eyed bitch wow. also
1: when she does when she uses her crazy powers her eyes turn black like she's got the black oil from the X-Files in her body mm-hmm. and I was like where's Alex Krycek mm-hmm. where are all mm-hmm. the characters we've come to love from the X-Files
3: so when she kills Mark Duplass by squeezing his head real good why did they put all the CGI to make his face look like he, his face is exploding, kind of? Like, it doesn't well, actually had, explode. No, but they yeah. had CGI blood spurting out of his mouth. <laughs> Do you mean you
2: just wish they'd gotten the extra step and, like, you'd seen First the off, full-on?
3: Yes, I want to see, like, a full-on, like, they should have done
0: a quick cut and w- she should have, like, ripped his head up. <laughs> yeah. I would have loved if they just did, like, a, a smash cut to a tomatoes <laughs> <everything>. <laughs> like, like, a really cheap effect. They just, like, cut and all of a sudden there's a tomato that... It's like that like that shot in uh,
3: in Dead Alive or Brain Dead, depending on what country you're watching the movie, mm-hmm. where uh, the baby pulls itself through the woman's face. <laughs> there's a moment like you're watching it and, yeah, you can see a clear cut where they're like, this is her face. Now this is a dummy where a little baby yeah. thing is pulling itself through. But at the same time, you're laughing and it's gross. Yeah. They should have done that.
2: That baby sounds like a really good actor.
3: That baby is should have been a star. They could have made a whole franchise off of zombie baby. If that baby wasn't a puppet, then yeah. <laughs> yeah, star quality. Even so, because it's a puppet, I mean, it's
1: not like a puppet hasn't it's been true. a star before. Look at fucking Chucky, dude. Mm-hmm. Superstar. Just look at Charlie McCarthy. Look at the Muppets. Mm-hmm. You know what? You turned me around on this. Why is Peter Jackson wasting his time on the fucking Tolkien shit Mm -hmm. when he could be making zombie baby
3: movies? Establishing a cinematic universe based on the zombie baby character.
1: That's all original stuff. If I wanted Tolkien, I've got three to a thousand books I could read about it. Mm -hmm. I could Silmarillion Marillion as much as I want. But there's only one place for me to get zombie baby too with the Dawn of the Dead remake I guess. Yeah. And I guess it's alive is not a zombie baby but the baby is a mutant that can kind of acts like a uh, zombie. What about train spotting? Uh I mean that's a hallucination of a baby that spins his head around. But but scary. What about babies, babies yeah, doing out? Yeah. That's, uh, that's a live adult that's a live I am not say adult baby Ellie. that's a live baby. Don't be baby. naive. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he survived I mean all there is missteps? a sequence yeah. in Done
3: Live that is basically like a baby's day out where for some reason Lionel decides to take this zombie baby to the park
2: <laughs> so funny it's like there's no reason to do that <laughs> what about Pet Cemetery? didn't the baby come back oh that was that?
1: totally, a zombie, baby. Yeah, a, zombie, baby, totally right? a zombie baby and also of course the uh, and
3: a Lazarus effect style thing where you're like why did you bring that baby back to life because he, uh, like
1: so he wants that baby back uh, ribs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying he, he goes, I want my baby back baby back baby back <laughs> Uh, and also, there was that. There was that. Uh, the Haitian smoky jazz review cabaret <laughs> show. Zombie baby. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's make a very long story short, because this is actually one of the shorter movies we've watched. It's less than I an hour and a half.
2: Basically, told everything that needs
1: to be. Told. Well, the l- thing at the end is. We is uh, the videographer Eva goes into in, into Olivia Wilde's memories mm-hmm. and tells the girl you can open the door and they open the door and it seems like she's cured Olivia Wilde's psychosis mm-hmm. but then she stabs her with the syringe that's supposed to cure her. Some firemen run in and she looks over at Olivia Wilde's gone and the fireman is actually Olivia Wilde and she snaps Eva's neck. And that, and then, but it ends then You would with, think that would be the ending of the movie where you're like, oh, that was a great final scare movie. Yeah, but, but it's
2: okay. not. Then a Dalmatian comes in and starts licking the body's face.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Nope. Yep. Nope. It's a fireman. You yeah. <laughs> really ran with the fireman. Horrible. So. Then Olivia Wilde proceeds to bring back Mark Duplass with the serum. Smash cut the Lazarus oh, yeah, effect, effect title scene. Titles. I guess setting up for a sequel, the Lazarus Effect 2 affecting it. Mm-hmm. So-
2: I have I like only remember Flatliners from a very big like a uh, far distance. Sure. Anyone who can conjure it more vividly in their mind did this seem actually cuz in my mind Flatliners was like a really good movie. It's
1: not but it's the, a better movie. It's a better movie than this. Flatliners is they are deliberately stopping their hearts and then. Right. And then and bring themselves bring, back. Right. And they do it. But when they do it, they are breaking the barrier between They worlds. bring something back with yeah. them. And so. And they're forced to all like confront. And th- they have to confront their, their bad, own their fears. demons. Right. Yeah. And. Yeah, they're demons.
2: They withheld the truth. That's the same as lying. That was my favorite line from mm-hmm.
3: that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: but uh, it's, it's really put an imprint on you. The thing, the thing that stuck out to me the most That's about flatliners so honest was that their, their medical dissection class is in like this dimly lit room hung with tapestries. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like yeah. they're like, oh, I guess we're, we're taking a medical class from Cagliostro. <laughs>
2: but they also, like, this setting was so limited. It, you were always in the same yes. lab. Whereas at least with flatliners, when they died, they were like by a tree in a field, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, well, it on who died. I feel like everyone who died like went to a different place, right? Well, that yeah. only yeah, depending my point on what further. your back, background was. Yeah,
1: and uh, well, Kiefer Sutherland was what that he like some black people made fun of him, and then he hit them or something. It was yeah, there was some
3: there was some kid that was taunting him. Yeah, and then the and the Baldwin was like videotaping people he was having sex with. <laughs>
2: wow, <Whoa, laughs> I gotta wins. see this again.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and saw Julia, this
2: when I was so young.
3: What was Julia Roberts's? Oh, I don't. Uh, I think
1: it had something to do with her dad, like. Oh, right. Her dad was a Vietnam veteran. Yeah, and he committed suicide. suicide, Yeah. Yeah, I think
2: that's what the tree was. Did she go and, like, find him Uh, hanging from the tree or something?
1: Possibly.
3: Now, I feel like if you're going to do, I I, I hate a movie like this because it so makes me want to be, like, backseat driver and makes me want to be, like, well, if they had, I I don't know, established the geography of this one specific location a little bit better. It could have been a little tenser or if they, I don't know like, kind of downplayed Olivia Wilde's, like, crazy initially,
1: or... She's crazy from the moment they bring her back.
3: Or if they're going to do that, if they play up the idea that Olivia Wilde realizes that she was in hell and that she's back, and for whatever reason she doesn't want to go back to hell, um, and the only reason she commits acts of violence is to keep herself from there, like, she's almost like a junkie to not be
1: in hell. That would be a motivation that makes more sense to me.
3: But... Or if she played up the idea that she is back from hell and in addition, she brought like a demon passenger with her well, if they played up the dual personalities a little bit more, that would have been interesting. I
1: don't that know That was what I thought the plot was for a while was that yeah. she had been to hell and had brought something back with her because that it's just that this serum gives them special gives her mutant brain powers is the most boring route. I feel like they could they even they even have at one point. Donald Glover's like humans only use ten percent of their bra- of their brain at the, at, t- at a time, and it's like that that corny old chestnut. But it seems like that's mm, o- at this point that corny
0: is corny old chestnut, <laughs>
1: yeah, corned chestnuts. Mm. It's well trodden territory. The idea of like oh, now I have a super brain and I can do things, I can do magic powers with it. Not that going to hell and bringing something back is not well trod territory. Also.
3: But, and it's just like her powers are pretty vague, exactly what's going to happen. Like her motivations are vague, other than I want to kill these guys in Freddy Krueger ways. It's not too different from the demons in Night of the Demons, a movie that's way better, and you should go watch that instead of this movie. Is that the
1: over there at the movie theater?
3: No, Night of the Demons, where they're at uh, Hall House, the haunted house, and there's a Halloween party. Oh, okay. And they listen to a Bauhaus song,
2: and it's awesome. I will say i think you guys are pretty locked in this like you guys obviously watch a lot more fantasy superhero special mm-hmm. powers movies than okay. i do uh and i thought that there was something human about the psychology of mm. feeling very conflicted about like you just realized hell was reliving your biggest guilt and you can't escape it and like her psychology about killing people seemed very tied to the the pain that she felt about, like, not being loved by anyone because she had committed this horrible act and then hearing that they didn't identify or love with her.
1: I think like, that what? would be—I wish that they didn't have the whole, I, I caused this fire when I was a kid. And it was just that she wanted to be loved and was finding that she, that was missing— Because that was something we've seen a lot in movies we've watched is, like, someone has a mysterious memory and then they've got a... I mean, that's it's, like, that's a pretty hackneyed trope at this point. Like,
2: But because uh, it's, like, real human psychology that, like, something imprints on you when you're young that, like, tells you you shouldn't be loved and then that follows you for the rest of your life?
1: No, no. The idea that, like... Well, it's more the idea... I hurt somebody when I was young, and it's going to be revealed in cryptic flashbacks throughout the film. And that at the end, that's the like thing that has to be forgiven or solved. I wish that there was like although they kind of disprove
3: that notion because that didn't actually solve it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> true. It actually I liked didn't help that. at all. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm, and I feel like then. Uh, describing it makes it sound more subversive in that way than it actually no, was.
2: No, I'm I it was like a fine movie. I think I liked it more than you guys did, but I also think that like He's you guys liked it more than I did. have locked into like a a formula locked of into something. Super.
1: Sorry. <laughs> well, I don't even super things. I think when you've you've seen you we watch the same kind of movie over and over again for this dumb podcast that we do called The Flop House and maybe so, you've
0: heard of it. <laughs>
1: So I think you're talking to the listener. Yeah, so we're right. so I know, speaking for myself, I'm more tired of it. Uh, I mean, but you that might that be right. There might be your you I might be crazy, saying that we, but it just might be a lunatic you're looking for. <laughs> it by William Joel. <laughs> Turn out the light. <laughs> it's by William Joel. Turn out the light. It's kind of hazy. I don't know the lyrics to you. you may so, be call wrong. Maybe. <laughs> so call me maybe. So call me maybe. No, I think I mean I think there's
3: probably something to what you're saying, Hallie. That we are we are predisposed to dislike this shitty horror movie we're about to watch and we uh, when it's
2: specifically chosen for the for the <laughs> no, podcast I, that you do that's about watching bad movies I go into every
1: movie hoping it's going to be a good movie unless it's one I know it's going to be bad like food fights
2: All right, Dan's know. getting annoyed with us. So no, let's...
0: no, I just we're getting into judgments now so we should get into the part of the show that's a- Specifically about judgment. Okay, let's
3: open the door, which is go into judgment room. We're opening the
1: door. Open the door and get on the floor and walk the dinosaur (laughs) over to the judgment room. There's one thing I know. Walking over to
0: the judgment area.
1: Walk past this creepy door. Oh, let me close that
0: (laughs) Hey, whoa, whoa, hey, 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 down, down, boy. All right, now we're the judgment
1: area. (laughs) Hallie's left the room. (laughs) She's walked out of the room. Wow, that's a harsh judgment. Now, Dan, what do we do in the judgment room? What are our ratings for Shocktoberfest? Well,
0: now we're in the final judgments. And uh, the the categories are, was this movie totally scarifying? Was it totally snorifying? Or was it frighteningly funny? Uh, I'll go and say that this was totally snorifying, but... Mm-hmm. For a snorifying movie, it was not that bad. Like, it was a bad movie that was not as bad as many movies we watch.
1: No, it was just kind of like a non-entity to me. It was snorifying because I had seen it before, but if you're coming into this type of movie new, you might like it. I'll say
0: one thing about it, though, like, before we move, before you guys give your ratings, it was not scary. No. no. If you're looking for a scary movie, then this, this is, is not going to fit This is your- not it.
3: There's a couple of jump scares. There's a jump scare that is inexplicably followed by a weird pig sound effect that doesn't make any sense because there's no pig to be found. Um, But no, I think you're right. I mean, part of it is the movie is kind of helped by by like the charm of actors that I like. Yeah. Uh, I think I I swore I saw an interview with Olivia Wilde talking about this movie where she was like, yeah, I just want to do a crazy horror movie. Uh, and
1: yeah, it does great. seem like she's kind of having fun. Um, she definitely seems like she's enjoying it. And like, I wish that there was more of a sense of fun. She definitely
2: had there. more of a fun role to play out than in. Oh, yeah, else. yeah. She's the
1: monster and not the right. victims. And the.
3: I mean, I wish that the movie had been directed uh, less, like, I, I want to say artlessly. Like, hero
2: dreams of.
3: Yep, sushi. I wish it had been, it had been more sushi-based. Hero dreams of killing. But, like, I, I want to say artlessly, but I feel like it's, like, the, it felt too often that the director was trying to do the same old shit, trying to do the same, uh, like, slow-motion dolls catching on fire type bullshit, when this is a movie where you could just be a little more patient, and it would probably be a little bit scarier. Spending just more time with a camera on a weird dog's face would be scarier than what they showed us, <laughs> Hallie. Uh, wait, I don't even know what my my score
0: was. Totally snorifying. Yeah, sure, <laughs> Hallie. How would you think? Wait,
2: of so it? what are the categories? Totally,
0: <laughs> totally <laughs> scarifying, totally snorifying, or frighteningly funny. Uh,
2: I guess. I guess snorifying, but I didn't actually think it didn't scare me at all. And I am more susceptible to scares. (laughs) You guys have, you guys even preface this with like, at least it'll give you a few good scares, Hallie. Well, that was in the
3: email invitation to be a guest in the (laughs) flop house. (laughs) Hallie,
2: care for a few good scares? (laughs) Uh, So uh, I was not scared at all, but I clearly didn't get bored the luxury of this film was that it was not long it was very Mm -hmm. short so i felt like i was able to uh bring more of a critical eye Uh,
3: to it because
2: i i feel like every time we watch a movie i'm like into it and then we're like an hour and a half in and i realize we still have another hour and i feel like i hate everything about Movies. That's why
1: I like watching movies with you. Is I was I don't remember if I've said this on the podcast, but I was saying this to Hallie before we we're watching it. That when we watch horror movies with Hallie, usually she the scares hit her every time for the first hour, and then like for the next hour, she's like just wants it over and she hates it. <laughs> she just, just she'll just say things like. Just kill the ghost, bitch! <laughs> like she's just saying that stuff to the screen because she's so bored with what she's seeing.
2: So I appreciated. I thought the link of this movie made it engaging, and I did find. But, and like I, I thought it was a, you know, a simple. Had it been a play, like if this was a play, that would be like a totally Let's fine play. A play. No, but if it were a play, it would have been
1: totally it fine. It would have been better. I would give it. A C- for the film itself, an A on length, mm-hmm. and I think a B if it was a play.
2: Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's how yeah. I feel.
0: Ty is a pedantic person. I think when he pronounces these words, it's, it's in a very show-offy way. Gyro. Eero. Sacre Blue. Sacre Bleu. Ayers Rock. Uluru. <laughs> <And> <laughs> what you are witnessing is real. The
3: participants are not actors, they are actual litigants with real cases. They
0: call in via Skype to Judge John Hodgman's court, the real People's Court. Now I call you to Judge John Hodgman's Internet Court. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Uh, but tonight, the Flop House is sponsored in part by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Now, if you want a, uh, a website... I do. The advantages of, of doing it with Squarespace is you got a simple, intuitive process. That's great because I got an
1: idea for one. Okay. Well, what, what else were you going to say about Squarespace? No, you can just add and arrange your content and features with the click of a mouse. That'd be perfect for me. Yeah. A mouse? Ooh. Now, here's a, let me tell you about a project. Kelly <laughs> just climbed up onto a chair. <laughs> <laughs> now you guys need to. You guys know I often have ideas for websites, sure, for different businesses. Mm-hmm. And here's an yeah, it's idea. It's convenient that uh,
3: Squarespace has been such a friend of the Flophouse House to give you plenty of opportunities to talk about your website ideas. There was
1: plenty oh. um, think, uh, let's forget. Let's not forget Werner Herzog's urethra. your source for news and reviews. <laughs> and I've got a new idea for a new site, and I want to run it by you guys. And I think Squarespace okay. could really help me out with it. It's called freeze-dried-boogers.org. Okay. We're a charity. We're not a nonprofit. Okay. We're a okay.
2: nonprofit. I'm, I'm listening. I inspired this, didn't I, with my booger thing today?
1: Uh, no, I just happen to be also, I have a oh. two-year-old in my house, so boogers come up a lot, uh, not just in conversation with Hallie. I Although, really you get, let's put only- a pin in your booger talk, Hallie. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Let's, pin in my booger. A lot of people don't have boogers, uh-huh. and they need boogers. It's hard to ship boogers because the boogers go bad. That's where freeze boogersorg comes in. We take in donations, and 95% of what we take in, 5% goes to administrative fees and fundraising. 95% of what we take in goes straight to providing freeze-dried fresh boogers to those who need them most.
2: But this is literally like a 20th, 21st century version of the Ren and Stimpy like Nose Goblin episode. Mm-hmm. That was a
1: private collection of boogers. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, so 21st century... You're learning how to make money off of it.
1: Uh, it's a not-for-profit, uh-huh. and I'd have you know that uh, that's the problem, is booger hoarding has become a very serious issue, and the space between the booger haves and the booger have-nots has been <laughs> widening. If you want to read a Thomas Picketty my noses book... <laughs> <laughs> about, about booger capitalism. It's all in there. So, freestrikebookers.org. We're helping to bring the 99% of boogers back from the 1% yeah, yeah, noses. Yeah. Now, Dan, tell us more about Squarespace. Would I be able to, s- s- will my site show up on like mobile oh, apps boy. as well as on mobile the phones as computers? I, I
3: have this huge stack of library books and I have no boogers to stick in them before I return these library books back to the library.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure I approve of the use, but anyone who needs boogers can apply through the site.
0: Squarespace would be great for you because you can get a free custom domain Perfect You've got responsive design You've got beautiful templates that you can use to design your website
1: Yeah, because people on the go might want to order those boogers Mm -hmm. Yeah, well they might realize, like, I just realized my nose is empty Mm -hmm. And I'm not gonna, maybe I can get the boogers by tomorrow If if they're shipped overnight, you know And they're freeze-dried, so they're fresh, you just stick them in And
2: at a certain age, you just stop producing boogers, right?
1: Uh, I think it's the your, opposite. Your
2: nose dries out. <laughs> <Yeah. up. laughs>
1: so wait, when
3: you say you just stick them in, do you stick them into your nose and then your just natural body heat warms up them bugs? <laughs> that's, the, you... that's the plan.
1: That's how it works. Yeah, or, we call it bug warming. Can
3: you put them? Can you put it in like a toaster oven to get those bow grounds up and running? Yeah, um,
1: you could. I don't. You don't need to. But you, I mean, once they're in your hands, they're kind of up to you what you're going to do with them. That's the <laughs> okay. beauty of Squarespace.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, if you want to do a website. <laughs> Or something less gross. You can start your free trial today at squarespace.com slash flop to get 10% off your first purchase. So
1: say that last part again. Uh,
0: You can start your free trial today at squarespace.com slash flop to get 10% off your first purchase.
1: Squarespace.com slash flop flop for 10% off <clears throat> freeze dried boogers here you come or whatever site you want to do <laughs> you know create you should Squarespace <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but also
0: our podcast tonight is sponsored by Blue Apron um, uh, now guys not all green uh,
2: our only boogers dot com <laughs> competitor <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. What? Hallie
3: said that this uh, BlueApron.com
1: is the only competitor for freeze-dried boogers.com. Uh, one, work, one two, the- uh, Blue Apron provides delicious food, yeah. and it's all measured out for you. That doesn't in any way fill the booger problem, <laughs> unless it's a lot of dairy, which, all right. which helps with mucus production. Okay.
0: For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients. To make delicious home-cooked meals. (laughs) Now, uh...
1: We've talked before. We've all had good experiences with Blue Apron.
0: Yeah. If you, uh, if you've got good ingredients, you make good meals. And, uh, Blue Apron gives your ingredients pre-portioned out to you with easy-to-follow recipes so you can, uh, make home-cooked meals at home.
1: Let me tell you my my least favorite part about cooking. It's the measuring. It'll say things like, a pinch of this, a dash of that. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means. Even when it says like a cup of this, do I fill it up to the line or like a little above yeah, the line? Yeah. Do I use this line?
3: this uh, Spider Man pint glass I just got sitting around, or do I use this tumbler that's shaped like a human face?
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: Do is I is that a cup? It's a cup to me.
1: <laughs> I mean, I drink out of it, so it must be a cup. Yeah. And if you're with, I mean, that's really dumb.
2: At least for the cup (laughs) part. You should at least know what a cup is.
1: No, but with parallax, if you look at it from above or below, you're not sure if it's a full cup or not. Blue Apron takes all that out of your hands. They measure it for you, and you can just dump it in. Uh,
0: Some of the meals available in October, I always like to look at these. You got your Thai green curry chicken and squash with yu choy. And Jasmine bogers. rice and cashews. And boogers.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, roasted pork steamed buns with black garlic mayonnaise. And And, and
1: spicy cabbage slaw. And that's delicious, even with the boogers. Helen, <laughs> stop saying that our sponsor has boogers in their food. <laughs> and, pardon me. Wow, I
2: guess that's the...
0: What? Nothing. And seared salmon and fall vegetable hash. With apple brown butter dressing, I like anything that's a hash. Yeah, what do you oh,
2: yeah, think that has that's no famous. boogers. Like boogers a, do not go with that meal.
0: Like like root vegetables. Yeah, I got. I'm betting you got some parsnips in there. That sounds great. You got some yams. That sounds good. You got uh You got maybe some arrowroot. Uh, Don't know what that is. Some,
1: but this, all hashed together. Yeah. What some about turnips? some sun,
3: sun choke? Uh huh. Sunchoke,
2: actually, no. It's more like a early summer. What vegetable.
3: about some
0: ramps?
2: Ramps are spring. It's a
0: springtime thing. Okay.
1: What about pickles? Pickles what are you make yourself. You can <laughs> have them at any time. Uh, well, of the what year. about good and plenty? What season <laughs> good and is that? Plenty, for? That's a, <laughs> that's a that's candy you
3: can you have yeah, in it, movie season. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like word season. Yeah. 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 Well, when what, you, what about when you go like see Birth of a Nation? What about like in a spark now. plug?
0: Spark plug—that's something that needs to be replaced in your car.
1: Oh, right, right, right. Okay.
0: Um, so check out this week's menu. With,
1: human hair. When does that
0: grow? And your,
2: Every day of the year. You get your
0: first three meals free. Your first three meals free. Three. With three free.
1: F- free shipping by going to blueapron.com/flophouse. Wait. So if they go to blueapron.com/flophouse, yeah, they get their first three meals for no money. That's correct. With free shipping. And they get delicious food that they can cook easily because it's all measured out. No boogers included. Mm -hmm. No. That sounds like a great deal. Wait, can I ask
2: a genuine question? Yeah. So when you say the meals are for a serving of one or a serving of multiple people?
0: Uh, You can get them in servings of two or you can get a family serving of four.
2: Okay, so if you're getting your three first meals free, if you get a... A serving of two, is that two meals? That's two servings. If
0: you're a single gentleman
1: like myself, that's six meals. And if you got...
2: So every meal comes in two servings?
1: Yes. Okay. Or four. Dan could get twelve servings out of that for his lonely life. Thank you, Elliot. <laughs> it's like I Rocco's Lonely it. Life, that Nickelodeon cartoon. Rocco's.
0: Uh, you will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. Uh that's again blueapron.com slash flophouse. Um and there's no one up on the jumbotron tonight, but if you want to get on the jumbotron, go to maximumfun.org slash jumbotron. Uh it's a hundred dollars for a personal message, it's two hundred dollars for a commercial message. Uh if you want to put out your message into the world. That's one way to do it. Why
1: don't we have any Jumbotron messages? Do people not like us anymore, Dan? I just think that we haven't been pushing it that hard. Oh. Which is then I think we should push it real good. Because Jumbotron is a great way to get out your message to the world and to that special someone. What yeah. kind
2: of messages are they? Get
1: a lot of birthday messages. Get a lot of I love yous. I think mm-hmm. we had a wedding proposal once. Some small wow. business messages. And do small businesses. you guys businesses. listen
2: to Delilah?
3: No. no. Is
1: that a song?
2: Listeners. Take note. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> Wait, okay, we're um, waiting for them to go get. No, that Delilah. No, that
2: New yeah. York she Delilah. She's a radio hostess. She's a radio hostess, but she's been around for like twenty-five years. But every time okay. I listen to her, she's like the most mesmerizing host and she's always like people are calling in and dedicating their love songs to her and then I heard an interview with her on NPR for her like 25th anniversary Mm -hmm. and she's still so like hopeful in love even though she's been divorced like three times and has all these very inspiring story.
3: Okay, take note listeners, Delilah.
2: (laughs) Put that up on your message. Put that up on your message board. What's Mm -hmm. your thing?
1: It's
3: your
0: jumbotron. Your jumbotron.
3: A message to Delilah, I guess. So now what do we do, Dan? Yeah, what do we do in this part? Uh,
0: before we get to letters... There's uh, another thing? We have uh,
3: we, well, we watch have another movie. Uh, a
2: movie about letters. You go through a metal detector. <laughs> yeah.
0: <What>? Thanks, Obama. <laughs>
1: what?
0: <laughs> there are some uh, gifts that have been sent to us. Oh, that's very nice. What? I just want to thank people for... Uh, we have a collection, uh, a seven-movie collection of the Fast and the Furious um, movies from Jake Withheld. People. The
3: dead
0: body. Uh, so yeah. all seven of the Fast and the Furious movies, the uh, so Fast and the Mu- Furious Septilogy. So
1: that's the Fast and the Furious, two Fast Too Furious, mm-hmm. the third one. Fast and Furious Fast, Tokyo Fast, Drift. Okay, yeah. and then Fast and Furious was number four, mm-hmm. right? And, and then, then Fast Five. Uh-huh. And then six to the fast lane, mm-hmm. and then of course, and then fasty fastest the
0: sevens, mm-hmm. Seven. yeah,
2: seventh heaven. It's the something. Fast it, and furious. It's it's
3: a series of movies. Seven minutes you, in the Fast and the Furious. You shouldn't watch with your friends. You should watch it with your family. Vin Diesel, everybody,
1: because <laughs> it's a movie about family. Except for the first one, which is about what bank robbers that drive. They. I mean, like, they're are always bank robbers. Hey, depends
2: <laughs> on your family, Elliot. Sure, good point. don't judge.
3: Unless you're Judge Ryan. Later on, my wife, uh, I was watching the seventh one with my wife, and she said, so is this a movie where the FBI recruits uh, a race car driver to stop a criminal? And I'm like, that's exactly what this is. <laughs> this is the seventh time. <laughs>
0: uh, this one is from Brian, middle name withheld who uh, writes that he did Blessed. I didn't find really? your podcast through the AV Club or Entertainment Weekly. I found it the old-fashioned way by Googling podcast plus ding-dong.
1: <laughs> I found it the old-fashioned way, written on the side of a bathroom stall.
0: Um,
1: we should do that.
0: Yeah. So this guy designs enamel pins for his shop, mutantpins.com, and enclosed are a few of his recent pins, including a Jean-Claude Van Damme Bloodsport pin. Thanks for all the last. Let's keep flopping on the flop side. There's the so Bloodsport one. A bunch of great uh, pens that we can divvy up after the show.
1: Is this the Canon Pictures logo? There's the Canon mm-hmm.
0: Pictures logo. And uh, some crazy shit. No, okay. a severed hand with they're an beautiful. eyeball.
1: So, yeah, thank you. Thanks, Brian. Yeah,
0: you can definitely
3: have
1: one. Uh, and lastly, No, no. Does uh, the letter say we can give Haley one? That's a good point. Uh-uh. I'll allow it. That was the letter talking. Mm-hmm. Sorry for that
0: noise. That was me uh, pulling the tape off of this uh, letter, which uh, is from Steve and Nicole, last name withheld, who says, my wife and I recently attended a geek trivia night at a local bar. We walked away were victorious with the most insane prize set we've ever encountered at pub trivia. Our team won a cash prize and six heavy-duty board games. Part of our win was the direct result of awesomeness, but the other half can only be attributed to the confidence we gained from our team name, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: Nice, uh, nice. The legacy lives on.
0: So because we, uh, because we um, contributed the name, or Elliot in particular
1: contributed the name. Uh, hey, look, who, who knows where ideas come from in the flop house? You know, we're all equal co-authors of they like great ideas. Figured they should divvy up. <laughs> the,
0: they should divvy up the. Uh, spoils. So, we got this game, which I'm assuming Stuart probably wants out of all of us. What,
3: a giant board
0: game? Sure. Yeah.
1: Some kind of fantasy board game? It's called Fire and Axe. Okay. Viking oh,
0: ages
3: 12 plus. That includes me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks very much. Glad we could wow, help that's nice. race to victory.
0: Thank you, Steve and Nicole. Last names withheld. Mm-hmm. Um, but
1: now... On to letters, the from moment listeners. you've been waiting for. It's letters time. Um, the letterist effect.
0: And this first letter goes like this Hey, Dan, Stu, and Elliot. My ex girlfriend took her life this morning, she was my first girlfriend, and we ended up back together for a period of time some 13 years later. I only bring this depressing news to you because I believe that we should hear more about the Rocket Crocodile Action Squad and how we can support the American Society for suicide prevention. I wish I had the foresight to offer more support to such organizations before someone left us. Please get out the message that there are people who want to help and who can help. Love you guys. Blake, last name withheld. And I know this is a downer to start the letter section with. but um, You
1: like to start the letters with the downer ones. But, uh,
0: you know, it's an important message. And the Rocket Crocodile Action Squad was something that started on our Facebook group page, organized by our fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a contest with them to uh, select a movie for the Flophouse. And they raised a bunch of money for the American Society for Suicide Prevention. And uh, I just want to say that, you know... Just get out the message that even without the contest, you can donate to the American Society for Suicide it's Prevention. American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Sorry. And uh, you can uh, also uh, buy a poster, the Rocket Crocodile poster at com, that we have there, that uh, the proceeds from that go to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Mm hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is also obviously an opportunity
3: in addition to being able to donate. Uh, I guess, it. I mean, it's it's just important to reach out to those people and people that you think might be in trouble. Just, I don't know.
1: <laughs> to reach out to people, and it's it's horrible to hear of someone who is beyond help for that reason. And I think a lot of us, myself included, have had times when someone that they had a feeling that they should say something to... Weren't sure how to do it, and so didn't, and lost that chance forever to say anything to that person again. And so it's a, it's a horrible thing, and to anyone who... If you think someone might be feeling that way, it's worth reaching out. The worst that happens is you can pretend you were joking, and it'll be real awkward for like five, ten minutes, and then things will go on. Best case scenario is you reach out at, a, at the right moment and yeah. stop someone and if anyone here is listening to this has had those thoughts or has had those feelings it's good for you to be to try to reach out as well and i know we've all we've all talked about our experiences with this kind of stuff that like i firmly firmly believe that the reason i am here is because people reached out to me and i in turn reached out to them even though it was hard to and if anyone here listening to this has had those feelings, then the only cure for it is other human beings as, as difficult as it might seem. So please find the strength that I know you have to take advantage of that and to reach out to someone, whether you're worried about someone else or you're worried about yourself. Uh, Yeah. It's a, it's a, it is a, it is an action that cannot be taken back. And
2: And every time you hear about it, it seems like it didn't make sense at all. But you only hear about it if you're still around. So that's something to hold on to if you're thinking about doing it. Uh, Yeah.
1: And here's it this is the thing. This is going to sound stupid, but like, not to keep bringing everybody down. This is going to sound stupid, but like, if you're thinking this way for yourself. Pretty much any reason you can think of to hang around is a good reason. There were times when I was younger when it was like, Oh, I wanna read that thing and that was a good enough reason for me to keep going for a while. So you might be able to find just the smallest thing that you're interested in or that you don't want to miss out on and take advantage of that, you know. But the most important thing is to is other people. You know? That's the only cure. Uh, and and sorry for your loss, Blake.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but now it's time for a uh, neck-breaking change in uh, tone.
1: Thanks, Dan. <laughs> As we
0: move back to our regular As Dan, Dan go-
1: brings us back to the emotional whiplash that the Flophouse is known for. Um, this
3: one is brought to you by Fart
0: Last Name Withheld,
1: <laughs> and he says, "I farted." <laughs> I love your show.
0: This is from Brian, last name withheld. Blessed, Who writes, Hey, peaches. I've noticed that the 1996 Jim Carrey slash Matthew Broderick movie, The Cable Guy, seems to have earned itself a bit of a following these days, since it portrayed a, quote, darker Jim Carrey role, and for being part of Ben Stiller's and Judd Apatow's oeuvre, as well as featuring the before their well known likes of Jack Black, Bob Odenkirk, David Cross, and Owen Wilson in supporting roles. This prompted me to re-watch it to see if my opinion has changed in favor of it. It has not. Considering the talent involved, I found it to be a pretty nondescript, annoying guy-makes-uptight-guys-a-living-hell scenario, which is one of my least favorite comedic devices, save for planes, trains, and automobiles, and maybe what about Bob, and the Flophouse. Sorry, that was uncalled for. Wait, Hold on a second. I'll admit that the Janine Garofalo Medieval Times bit was funny, but I didn't really find enough in the film to warrant the cult classic status bestowed upon it.
1: I feel like this guy meant to post this to his blog. No, he no. said he accidentally sent it to us. There's a question attached to it. <laughs> Am but, I right but, that, <laughs> but that's
0: just me Let's say
1: you R.E. colon the cable guy
0: <laughs> but that's just me. Can any of you think of a film that wasn't initially received received favorably but underwent a positive reassessment that you personally don't understand? Thanks, Brian last night withheld, so he's asking about movies that originally were not received well, then went over a reassessment that you disagree that with
1: disagree with
0: and uh i a couple of ones occur to me that, like, I feel like people younger than us have, which is uh, there's like this weird affection that people like, and this is pure nostalgia, I assume, because nothing else
1: accounts for it. But Baby, Legend of Lost Dinosaur. People
0: are like totally into Space Jam, and but
1: that's all ironic. No,
0: and it's weird that's, sex stuff. with are LeBron, I think <laughs> people are serious. No, but like,
2: it's all ironic. So that's
3: can, all ironic it, be, and can
1: nostalgic. it be either
2: that way? Can not, it be like something that was initially very critically acclaimed, or like in your? It is
1: not ironic. Well, I feel like the English Patient is that, where like it was super critically acclaimed, and then suddenly everyone in America decided they hated it. And it's a fine movie. It's nothing amazing, but it's not a bad movie. But everyone decided it was garbage. Uh, Space Jam, people must like that the same way I like Saved by the Bell, where it's like, I know it's crap, but it's something I watched a lot as a kid. I have so much trouble leaving someone's like, this is an undiscovered classic. Space Jam. Right in. Prove me wrong, America. Prove me wrong. But I think
2: it's all emotional, you know? If you yeah. have a... Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, I'm trying to... Th- I I mean, I, I've, I can think of a lot of examples of things that were well-received initially and then now are hated on, like your. Like Forrest Gump, yeah. Shawshank Redemption. American Beauty. American Beauty, perfect example. But
1: like, this, like trying to what think Hallie's of saying the about other... it's just emotional. It's the same reason my dad likes the Beatles. Like it's not good, but it's what he grew up with, you know? <gasps> Ooh, <laughs> wow. Not making friends with that one. Very
2: controversial.
0: Uh, I definitely feel like this has happened before where the, like something has had, gone undergone a critical reassessment. I'm like, no. They were right the first time. This was terrible.
1: I don't know. It's hard for me to... It's so more... uh, So much happens so much more often that something good goes under the radar. Everything from It's a Wonderful Life to Gremlins 2, you know, and then eventually is rediscovered in a way. I'm having trouble thinking of examples where something was hated and then people are like, no, it's good. And I mean, maybe like Goonies, which is a movie I've never liked, but my generation of kids... I liked it. Like liked it a lot. You don't like Goonies? I've never liked it, but when it came out, the critics hated Goonies. And I'm with the critics. I just don't like it very much. People can like it, I don't care. It's Goonies. Um There's stuff This is one of those times where I wish Dan like told us what was gonna be in the letters ahead of time. Yeah, so I gotta prepare research it yeah. and prep. So I could prep my mise en plots.
3: I mean that's a good one. that's a good one to toss to our listening public as well. Yeah, way. yeah. Right. right in. Put
2: Tell it us. on the Facebook page.
3: Right, <laughs> right back. Just in. write it in as an iTunes review, baby. <laughs> Put five stars and then give us your explanation.
0: <laughs> no, that is good. Write back in, and I and we can revisit this uh, maybe in a future episode where we've had time to think about it a little bit more because I do think that there are things that. <laughs> i uh i feel this way about have wrongfully been have back. wrongfully been reassessed but um to move on this one is from uh marcus last name unknown
1: <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> he's just a uh, marcus aurelius or mm-hmm. just like some spirit named marcus
0: my mates and I saw you in d c last night. Thanks you for bringing your zany humor to the nation's
1: capital. Oh, I'm glad somebody saw that show since the recorder busted. and mm-hmm. it I'm only- glad
0: somebody correctly assessed us as being zany. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the warm reception leads to return trips. Oh, and on behalf of the city, I apologize for any adverse traffic you may have
1: suffered. The the uh, question line. Was the only really traffic problem we had was when we tried to stop to use the bathroom at the NSA headquarters, <laughs> <laughs> and we had we couldn't quite. And quite. we were detained for several <laughs> hours. Mm-hmm. We couldn't quite find our way out of the traffic circle.
0: Uh, the question line was pretty long. Otherwise, what it would have asked: What movie villain, human, animal, robot, creature, food group, etc., has characteristics that most mirror each of you? Now some individual shout-outs. Thank you, Elliot, for your all-around quirky brilliance. You oh, seem you. like the Tony Stark of the group. Thank you, Stuart, for bringing an everyman sensibility to the group.
1: <laughs> You're the Jim Belushi. You're
0: like, I don't know, the <laughs> Thor of the, the group.
1: Thor's You're, not an everyman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like
0: Jim Belushi. He's
1: literally a god.
0: And thank you, Dan, for creating this magical enterprise. That definitely makes you oh. the Nick Fury of floppers. Oh, I could see that. You guys are awesome. Marcus' last name unknown. So what would that Thanks. make you, Hallie? Show up know. every once in a while.
3: Just
2: for the record, you
3: know the Marvel, uh, the Hall MCU. Dye? Yeah,
2: sure. I don't know who any of these people are, so <laughs> I guess that's a compliment. I guess she's the Agent
3: Coulson of the group. Okay, continue, Hallie. You were about to say something.
2: Oh no, go ahead.
3: Okay, so what what movie villain close uh, close? Wait, what movie villain do we most closely resemble? Yeah. Is that is that right? Yeah, I think so. That has characteristics like mm-hmm. us. So you were already talking about Goonies, Elliot. So yeah, you're like Mama Telly.
1: <laughs> I've heard that before.
3: Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, you're a penchant for hats
1: and having uh, <laughs> bumbling brothers follow you around. <laughs> and Dan, you're very clearly the blob since you arrived to Earth in a meteor and killed a farmer almost instantly. <laughs> <coughs>
3: <laughs> oh
0: god
1: oh wow so that's two of us down okay we're halfway there yep hmm. and uh Stuart I'd say you remind me a lot of Tim Curry in Legend because you love to laugh
3: I <laughs> yeah, he do and so to see.
1: Yeah. oh also your red skin and enormous head horns <laughs> yeah yeah that's great as for Hallie oh it's gotta be Kathy Bates in Misery because she loves <laughs> a good book <laughs> I was gonna say the
3: car from Christine because you have headlights and you drink gasoline. I
2: have
0: headlights.
2: My breasts are very
1: small. That seemed like it was the beginning of a vagina monologue <laughs> type. one woman. Showed. It was weirdly I didn't know how to respond to it. That's like, my fault. I think you just meant headlights as like an absurdist thing. Like,
3: like an absurdist thing, but yeah, I can see why it would kind of you be can misconstrued. See
1: how Sally being a girl and headlights being pretty common <laughs> slang for breasts. I
3: thought I was just using locker room talk, guys. So topical this episode. I
1: know it'll age poorly. Don't worry. <laughs> Now, clearly Dan is the Triffids from Day of the Triffids because he doesn't like to go into the ocean. (laughs) Seawater dissolves him. I love the ocean. Oh. Then then you're Ursula from Little Mermaid.
2: (laughs) I'm Ursula from Little Mermaid.
1: Oh, because you steal people's voices. And your legs are tentacles. And you have two (laughs) eels that follow you around.
2: It's all about my body, Stuart. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag... Relevance, hashtag <laughs> 2016, hashtag, relevance. hashtag pre-woman president, hashtag uh,
1: you'll pay. Hashtag I'm with her, hashtag by her I mean Hallie. hashtag. Death to all stewards. Check your, check your privilege. <laughs> hashtag not all stewards. <laughs> um,
2: but my so. legs are <laughs> <laughs> This
1: is too hard to
0: answer, I feel like. Uh, all these questions are too hard. Oh,
1: like, Didn't you choose off a question? Come on, you chose yeah, these letters.
3: Like, you brought this upon yourself. I imagine in your office there's a giant glass window that you have been using a marker to like write the answers to your questions
1: <laughs> down, like you're a Sherlock Holmes type.
2: He has a Sherlock Holmes hat that he wears in his uh,
1: office. Yeah, when he's. I don't wear it. Because he's hunting you, around for the jokes. Yeah, he you're needs stalking clues. for
0: deer. <laughs> I just acquired it for a costume.
1: I mean, for me for villain, it's any sort of like n- nerdy or kind of <coughs> irritating villain. What's There's the lots question? Of those.
0: Uh, like uh you're the guy from uh The Incredibles for instance? Yeah,
1: exactly. There you go Syndromes Incredibles. Yeah. Like what Jason? I'm really
0: Lee? obviously Chet from Weird Science. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, I can see That's that. A good
0: one. Is there a depressed villain? Is that does that happen? Probably. Um, maybe I'm just like that guy from Civil War who's like my family all died.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Baron Zemo, sure, yeah. yeah, or Helmet Zemo, rather, yeah. Uh,
0: he seemed
1: pretty depressed. He wasn't happy.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I hope that's good enough for you. Um,
2: wait, I have my answer.
0: hmm Hold on, Hallie's uh,
1: Penny. Penny's not a villain, but that's who I am. <laughs> yeah, you are Penny, though. But are you Penny from? From uh, Inspector Gadget or are you Penny from Pee-wee's Playhouse?
2: From Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Which is a villain?
1: <laughs> no, neither of them are villains.
2: <laughs> Isn't Penny from Pee-wee's Playhouse like a chair or something? No. no oh, that's what? Cherry, I know. There's
1: a she's claymation the girl, girl with Penny's eyes, and she has adventures. Oh. I think you could be either of them. Yeah, I could see you being Because
2: I'm a generic girl in your imagination. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well,
2: well, if anything, well, you
3: she's, is, You're really holding a mirror up to us tonight, Hallie.
2: Right? Hashtag. <laughs> oh,
1: no. First woman
2: president. Hashtag. I'm with her. Hashtag. Uh, Hashtag not, not all. Her, not
1: her the movie. Hashtag. Her the person.
2: Hashtag. Get out the vote. Hashtag. Rock the vote. Hashtag. <laughs>
1: <laughs> rock the boat. Hashtag. Sit down, you rock on the boat. <laughs> hashtag don't sit down lean in all right
0: last uh letter of the evening this is from nick last name withheld who writes gents is there a level of gore grossness sadism etc in horror movies you can't slash won't tolerate (laughs) stewart's already shaking his head no (laughs) the older i get the less i'm interested in grim relentless horror I will never see Martyrs for this reason. I also can't stand what I, very subjectively, define as more cynical, nasty horror films. And for that type, I probably topped out with The Devil's Rejects. I think we can all certainly agree that a Serbian film is a stupid, disgusting piece of shit that no one should
1: watch. I've never even seen it, and I know I don't want to see it. Love to hear your thoughts. You're the best. Nick, last name withheld. P.S. Come to Philly. Yeah, you've made it seem real welcoming. Mm -hmm. Tell us about something you like sometime, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I definitely have felt like there's a level of gore that I can no longer fully stomach. Like, yeah, like Martyrs and some of the French horror films are a little too much for me at times. But a lot of times it depends on the context of the movie. Like, if there's, a, if there's something I'm supposed to be getting out of it beyond just gore, then I can stomach it better than if it's just like nonstop people getting their skin flayed off and their eyes pulled out. But if it's really silly... If it's really silly, then I can totally. Well, It's like he mentioned. He used the word nasty, yeah. and it's like the fact that with the video nasties in England, like a bunch of those were like Evil Dead and things like that, that were not. They were kind of goofier movies, but now mm-hmm. it's if it's if it's really gory and it's silly, then I can totally buy into it. Yeah. And if it's super serious, then it's like uh, I'm just seeing people getting hurt. I don't like gore.
0: That. Isn't the problem? <clears throat> it's nihilism. Like the what's the Stuart, what's the home invasion English movie where everyone dies at the end, but it's supposed to like it's well rated? But
2: is that the Naomi Watts one? Or oh, not
0: one? not Funny Games, although that's or like similar. uh is it Wolf Creek, like that Australian straw movie? Straw Dogs. Uh, no, there, there's, there's a coleslaw dogs. A lot of these home invasion movies I don't like because, like, it's just like the whole point of it is, uh, you can your life can fall apart at any time and you can be slaughtered in your own home and nothing can be done about it and you're dead and that's it and
1: <laughs> and it's it's kind <laughs> well, of like you end up dead then the movie is certainly not satisfying.
0: I yet. mean, like my I don't mind like gore in a movie if it's like a silly movie. Like I love. Something that's gory, if it's, like, just crazy. Well, but like, if Dead it,
1: Alive is a gory movie, but it's super silly. But if,
0: like, the whole point of the movie is, like, what's the point of life, then I don't like it. I mean, like, I like the kind of horror movie where it's where,
1: where it's uplifting. The
0: characters have gone through hell, but at the end, someone has survived, and they're like, oh, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of hope.
3: Or if it at least ends with a joke, you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: like a wink at the old camera.
3: Well, yeah, I mean even yeah, My old scratch shows up and just be like, "Sorry this time, mortals." I <laughs> I mean, you're right
0: there though, cuz I mean, Return of the Living Dead ends with one of the more nihilistic endings in horror.
1: Yeah, sure, they nuke the whole town. But uh spoiler alert, the movie's 30 years old. Mm-hmm. But it's still like it's kind of a joke that they do that. So, okay with Well, but I'm that's okay a, that's it. a semi-satirical movie already. Yeah. Like it's not a it's a it's not a nihilistic ending in terms of, like, nope. life is a is a grim pageant and then the lights go out. It's nihilistic in terms of, like, can't trust Uncle Sam, can't trust you know, the military or the government. Like yeah. that kind of, It's cynical, but it's not nihilistic. But, uh, yeah, sometimes some movies are there just to make it feel bad. And I like that sometimes, but not when it's like a gore movie. Like, a movie like Cries and Whispers, you feel bad at the end of it. But I like that movie a lot. But if it was like a super gory, bloody movie, I'd feel like you're not making me feel bad because you're saying something about like human loneliness. You just make me feel bad because I'm seeing a bunch of people get cut up. Right. And not even cutting up Footloose. hmm. Everybody cut Footloose. And it was, the song was because originally it was about Kevin Bacon was a serial killer who cut people's feet off. Right? Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> and that's why they outlawed dancing.
1: Mm-hmm. nobody can so dance it's like
2: everyone was dying everyone's losing <laughs> their feet and yeah. bleeding to death
1: everyone's like Carrie Elle was at the end of Saw mm-hmm. he had tap shoes but instead of taps they had blades on him and he danced all over people until they died from stab wounds that was Kevin Bacon yeah it was That's still Kevin cool. Bacon always That's yeah, a pretty cool character yeah and he was called Kevin Bacon in the original version of the movie too <laughs> yeah 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 uh, but what's a, what's a really gory movie you guys like I know you liked Green Room a lot
3: I like Green Room, but the thing about Green Room is that uh, Saulnier used gore so sparsely and so effectively that the moments when they showed gore were super horrible, but it was like really – it was relatively quick, and it left an impression, and it was used exactly for what it wanted to do, and then it was gone. It served a purpose.
1: Mm -hmm. That makes sense.
0: Uh, I mean – when it comes to really gory stuff, I just like splatter comedies, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: like Ricky
3: O, Story of Ricky,
1: yeah, or the aforementioned Dead Alive. Mm-hmm. Or oh, you guys have been talking up Hellraiser two for a while. You've been it's been resurging with you guys. We
0: have such a great movie to show you, Elliot. Oh boy, it's a movie that starts with someone being flayed and only gets crazier. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, it literally feels like they just started the movie mid- <laughs> like mid-scene. Like mm-hmm. they just hit play on a VHS and you're
1: like, what the fuck is going on?
0: Hal Razor 2. Recommend it.
1: Which brings us to recommendations. Oh, that's why you're the best in the biz.
0: I forgot that there was one more segment in this. Oh, that's why we it. were still so talking Christ. for a long time. It's such a, a
1: long episode. It's a long episode, <laughs> dude. Longer
2: know. than the
1: movie of <laughs> it's So much longer than the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I know you don't like to go back and edit these <clears> episodes, <throat> but this one you might want to edit. Um,
0: so this is the point in the podcast where we recommend movies that you might want to watch instead of... Uh, the Lazarus The Lazarus effect. effect. And I'll go first. I've got a Shocktober recommendation. I saw a movie called V. And that's... That's t- V, like V the Final Battle?
2: No. <laughs> v for Vendetta?
0: No. It's pronounced V... But it's spelled V-I-Y. Oh, you're fucking with us! <laughs> and uh, it was—it's a Russian movie from 1967.
1: Whoa! What is? Am I the recommending movies all of a sudden?
0: Yeah, an old foreign movie. It's uh, this was the first uh, horror movie, the first Soviet horror movie released, and uh, I guess it was because they, you know, under the Soviet regime, they like couldn't, like there were. Restrictions on the film industry, but they got this one through because it was a quote folk tale, and it's based on a Gogol short story. Oh yeah, and uh, Gogol thirteen. It's about <laughs> a yeah. That's right. <laughs> I
3: love Stuart I love the Stuart, Stuart wings.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like oh yeah, because I
3: love it. I love it I, <laughs> you know what I don't? As if Do you I, like a secret agent where with like
1: only most of his hairline is right at his eyebrows. and he smokes Parliament. Like, I know. <laughs> The, or the Russian author Nikolai Gogol's work so much better than I know Gogol 13. <laughs> so it's like, you're like, this one's for you, Elliot. I'm like, no, you're taking me farther away from what I know.
0: So uh, <laughs> the plot of it, in short, is that a, pardon me, a priest is on break. Walks into a bar. He's on break from seminary, uh, and he goes and he encounters a witch, an old <laughs> crone, and uh, she, you know, like it's clear that she's a witch. She like rides him off into the sky and bedevils him and he beats her to death. And when, once she's dying, she turns back into this beautiful young girl and, uh, the seminarian runs back home. And then he's told that he needs to go perform these last rites for a beautiful young girl in this, this town. And, uh, of course it turns out to be the same witch and she dies and he has to speak these prayers over her three nights in a row, and each of the three nights it becomes successively more. Pardon me, <coughs> it becomes successively more, successively more crazy. What happens? Um, and for the first like forty minutes of the movie, and the movie is like only you know about seventy minutes long. For the first 40 minutes of the movie, it's just like a Russian folktale. It's very restrained and like goofy and silly. And then as he's doing these uh, nights where he's holding uh, these prayers above, over the, the dead body, uh, it becomes crazier and crazier. And the effects of it are kind of like Hausu a little bit. They're okay. these very handmade effects. And the energy of it is kind of like the original Evil Dead. It's got that very uh lo-fi but still intense uh horror effect uh quality to it and there's actually even though it's like this 1967 goofy um horror movie it has a certain uh just craziness to it that's actually disquieting and i really enjoyed it so v v i y
1: just uh watch that shit on netflix or something uh, well, it's it might on be, DVD. I bet it's probably on YouTube because it's a most film film. And, and most film at one point put, I think, all of their catalog on YouTube. So I don't know if it'll have subtitles, but it might be on YouTube. Allie, do you have a recommendation? Or must.
2: Yeah, I would just say uh, I come here for Shocktober. Um, I feel like... <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I feel like... One time when I came here, I recommended Witchboard, which was like an incredibly (laughs) uh, scary movie from my adolescence. Uh, And so I'm just gonna recommend. We mentioned it before, but I will say Pet Cemetery that haunts me still. Yeah. Like the whole like, come on, Doc, don't make me tell you twice. Yeah. And Zelda. Zelda is
3: is fucking terrifying. She's so scary. Oh my god.
2: Yeah. Cat.
0: No, no she's the, the sister of spinal meningitis. Yeah.
2: So the point is, it's a really scary movie. I'm going to watch it this Halloween season. But I'd encourage people to.
3: If you get scared to death, I will blame Pet Cemetery because that movie's terrifying.
2: It's really scared, right? It- mm-hmm.
3: So if you watch it, it's like a Ring situation. You die. Jason Robards
0: is great in that movie. Yeah, it's great. It's so scary.
2: So I'm recommending that. A fan of an old classic, <laughs> a fan favorite, maybe <laughs> to be once you watch it. Not that I suggested it. Okay. Well, enjoy.
3: I'm going to recommend uh, a movie I saw the other day. It's one of them shark attack movies called <laughs> The what? Shallows. Uh, so this is a movie called The Shallows. It is a trim, 86 minutes long, nice. which is great. That's it's not as short length. as Lazarus Effect, still perfectly short. Exactly. And it uh, stars Blake Lively, uh, whose career I was not uh, familiar with before this feature oh. film. Well,
2: I'm sorry. I guess you never cared about <coughs> pants that fit every sister.
3: <laughs> I, I don't. I don't even know what that's a reference to. The sister. Oh, with Rory Gilmore in it,
0: right? Yeah, okay. among others. So, Rory Calhoun <clears throat> and Make so, America Great Again Ferrara is also in it.
3: So, uh, so Blake Slam Lively Dave, is uh, dealing with a family tragedy, so she decides to go surfing at a remote uh, cove. Uh, by basically by herself, and uh, in the process, runs afoul of an evil <laughs> local shark, and it becomes it makes it sound like
1: uh, it it it's sound totally she, an evil like shark. She cut off the shark in traffic, and the shark put a curse on her.
3: <laughs> Kinda yeah, and so she uh, she ends up getting uh, attacked by the shark and has to fight for survival and either kill the shark or save herself and it is seems like those are not necessarily to exclusion i mean maybe maybe if she kills the shark she'll lose a bit of herself in the process Ellie, she'll lose her innocence so it's uh it's a movie that has a really narrow focus and i think it's very successful for that and it's a beautifully shot movie um and the I mean just the way that the filmmaker uses the like the natural beauty of the setting uh to also use that same beauty to become like kind of terrifying and isolating and uh it's nice and short and fun and pretty gory and Blake Lively gives a pretty great performance
1: a lively performance mhm. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna wreck a moon. I'm going to recommend a movie that I saw today earlier what? in the day that we're recording this. I had to see is that, it today. that movie you invited me to and I couldn't go cuz I had to work and, and the whole go. time I moaned about it. And unfortunately, this is the only week that it's playing in American theaters, so after this is released you're going to have to watch it on Blu-ray, I guess. And that is Shin Godzilla or Godzilla Resurgence, which is the first new Toho Godzilla movie in a number of years since Godzilla Final Wars, which I've talked about on the <laughs> podcast before. And it is a reboot of the Godzilla series. <laughs> but uh it treats it's does something really cool that I liked a lot, which is this is a Godzilla movie. Godzilla's stomping around knocking over buildings and getting missiles blasted I mean, and How does stuff. he how does he look? Uh I wasn't crazy about everything about the new Godzilla design, but I liked it. The thing it, it won me over in a lot of ways by the end of it. And the first time you see him, it is in a he looks not how you're going to expect, and it was jarring. Uh, but I won't say too much more about that because it's I don't want to spoil the plot. But it is <laughs> he's in a dress and he's wearing a big <laughs> a big hat with flowers on it. You know, <laughs> he's undercover. It's Godzilla as Minnie Pearl. Yep. <laughs> but uh, he it. But the movie takes the tack that I've wanted to see in a movie for a while, which is if Godzilla attacks. What's it like from the point of view of the government that is running a country that has just been attacked by this thing and no one quite understands how it is? So it's starting from – it's moment zero. No one's ever heard of Godzilla before, and they rush through what normally is like the first hour of a movie, which bothered me about the most recent American Godzilla, which is that – I know it's a Godzilla movie, dude. Like, don't take forever to get Godzilla up on screen. Like, I know what it... Don't do this stuff where you're pretending you don't don't know what it is. So they rush through that pretty quickly. And the movie, it's a little too long, but for the most part, it keeps up a very fast pace. And it is dealing with what is Godzilla like from the point of view of, like, a public safety or public health crisis and the bureaucracy in the Japanese government that makes it so hard for them to act quickly to stop this thing. And it's... What's a it's just a really like fun movie, and maybe it's a weird thing to say because it's about government bureaucracy dealing with a large problem. But I had a lot of fun with it, but at the same time, it, would, it felt more meaningful than the last number of Godzilla movies because if the first movie was about Japan dealing with the after effects of the atomic bomb, this is very much about Japan dealing with the after effects of a series of natural and nuclear disasters that they've had and finding the government not flexible enough to deal with them quickly. And so it's, like a, it's a movie about a monster that's attacking, but it's really a movie about the need for an agile government that is not too hidebound by hierarchy or by established protocol or by the need to jump through hoops to react to crises quickly. Uh, but there's a lot of there's like good jokes in it at different points, and it's super tense and it moves super fast. It's a little bit like if they did an episode of the West Wing where Godzilla was attacking and there's almost no speeches and you're fast forwarding through it. Because like the tempo of the thing is super fast and they're throwing characters at you left and right but it's like you don't need to remember all these people. They just work in the government. It's okay. Uh, But I really enjoyed it a lot. I was really glad I got to see it in the theaters. Unfortunately by the time this episode is out there'll be almost no chances left to do that but it's worth seeing on DVD when it comes out. Godzilla Resurgence or Shin Godzilla? Hey, four great Shocktober recommendations. We all did it. Oh, wait. I'm going to say one thing about the Godzilla movie. Okay. Which is that just be ready, for, <laughs> be ready for a character who's supposed to be an American but is very clearly being played by a Japanese actress to have one of the worst American accents you'll hear in a movie. And this character is supposed to be an American politician and she... Is clearly struggling to speak English because she's a Japanese actress. <laughs> you just have to suspend disbelief that this person is American. <clears throat> that okay, that's that, even better.
3: That, <laughs> that's for uh, Shocktober recommendations. If uh, you're in New York and you're looking to do some Shocktoberan partying, on, oh, Oc- yeah. on October 29th, there's going to be a uh, a Max Fun uh, organized Shocktober party at my bar Hinterlands. It's a Saturday night. The Saturday before Halloween, there's going to be costumes and at least one Max One personality in attendance named Stewart, playing some kind uh, in costume as some kind of drunk something.
0: <laughs> some kind of drunk something. Mm-hmm. So it's that was a Jonathan Demme movie, right? It's
3: a sequel to some kind of wonderful.
0: Yeah. So just uh, something wild. Put uh, Hinterlands into your phone machine. Mm-hmm. And it'll Google up the uh, address mm-hmm. for you, and you can Uber wander by. car it. Yep, Uber car over it. there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep,
3: slower. <laughs> okay, man, what a good episode. We really shook. The
2: pill-
0: <laughs> Wait, we shook the pillars of heaven. Is that what we shook you said? the pillars of heaven with this one, guys?
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: Hallie's ready to go home. She's uh, already, already Ubering. <laughs> Uber. So uh, thank you for uh, listening. We got one more Shocktober episode coming up, uh, and it'll be a doozy for the Flop House. I've been Dan McCoy. I've been Stuart Wellington. I'm still Elliot
2: Kalen. And I'm Hallie Haglund.
0: <laughs> Good night, everyone.
1: Keep In line, everybody. No. Watch the light. <laughs> Did Stewart like, bring a trumpet <laughs> into the room? Is there a baby elephant in check here? Check out fucking
0: Tom Sawyer over here <laughs> with his
1: Is this bandana handkerchief. <laughs> yep. Is uh... <laughs> Tom Sawyer famous for blowing, <laughs> his, blowing nose. his nose? <laughs> Uh, Remember that when Tom Swear tricked all those kids into blowing his nose for him? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he told them it would be really fun. (laughs) (laughs) Then they all got sick.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because he had germs. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.
2: Mugs, shirts, stickers, patches, tanks, and more are yours for the purchasing at maxfunstore.com. Hey, you already love the podcasts, so why not take this to the next level and outfit your home and bod with our merch, maxfunstore.com. Because if you have to wear a shirt, it should be one of ours.